backstage at the Trust the Wizards podcast. Did you see that we got retweeted by Lucinda Higginbottom? Who's, who's Lucinda Higginbottom? Oh, don't you know, she used to play marimba for the sarcastic Fringeheads. They had a couple of singles out on Crevice Records. Wow. And, and the bastard son of Ringo Starr, he liked the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And, and the blog.com, you know, by the guy who used to play tambourine with the, the Wayne Durango band. Yes, but what does it all mean? Are we stars? We're all stars. We're MySpace stars. Two, three, four. Fifty thousand pictures of my mouth wide open. Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. I'm Rebel Rick here, and it's my pleasure to introduce the clapping comrade whose cacophonous crescendo had the commune cackling with cheer before he proposed his punitive plans in a pugnacious and pernicious way, only to be pilloried and purloined, and not to be placated, finally paraded round the palladium and processed into the prison. It's Mr Kicker of Elves. Pip, pip. And, familiarly and frankly facing his fierce four, finding fortitude few and far between, his former fucking friends, fellow fakish fighters and fire service personnel, he felt fear and finally failed, falling to a fandango on one fritter. It's Mr. Sharitho Garbanzo. Thanks. <laughs> 
Indeed, it's the Trust the Wizards podcast. Now, we really need to return to the subject of J.D. Meatyard, our showbiz pal. Showbiz pal, yeah. And his fantastic song, because he's, he's, he's given us some narrative and background on that well, song. Well, yes, because uh, um, he and I correspond occasionally uh, through, through social media. Of course. Um, and uh, I asked J.D. if he... If, well, I pointed out we were going to play his song, and I asked him if he had anything that he might like us to... To say about it or yeah. you know, what he's up to, um, can I just show you this? I don't know it doesn't work particularly well on a podcast, but well, we can uh, try and describe. This was it, his response. Oh, uh, excellent! Quite detailed. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's a full side of A4 there in small type. Eight font that. That's <laughs> eight, eight font. font, full page. Yeah. Thank so, you, JD. Yeah, well, th- uh, indeed. And but I narrowed it down. Oh. Uh, so what? The big news, though. The big news is that uh, actually JD himself is in Liverpool uh, as we speak, oh, right. as we record. Uh, putting the finishing touches to his new album, which is currently being called Love Songs and Rage, yeah. uh, which is due to be released in October. So we're all really looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, did right. Uh, we should also mention that he's playing a couple of gigs as well in October. On the back of that, uh, he's playing um, Hydra Alternative Bookstore, which is in Bristol on the 8th of October, and the Robin 2 in Bilston with Half Man Half Biscuit yeah. on the 9th of October. Not to be missed either of those, I would imagine. Um, also, uh, he, he gave us a little bit of his view on social media, mm-hmm. asking what he, what he made of it. And to summarise his, his lengthy text, he, his view is that the real excitement in, in what's, is what's happening right now. So there's such a volume of information exchange that, that can't be controlled. It's sort of unmedi- unmediated. So, for example, the, the talk, there was a lot of talk on, on Facebook about Gaza and Palestine and... It's fantastic, he says, because it's this because of this, and the BBC and others have been found suspect. Uh, people are learning so much that otherwise would be lost to them. So he's a real fan, he says, of the, this free global forum to vent and share. For him, it's vital uh, and in a small way subversive. Evidently, of course, he says uh, it's full of shit too, and, and we know <laughs> this. Uh, but that's like blaming language. For Jeffrey Archer novels, which I think is uh, very true, yeah. uh, very good call. Uh, he also said about the song "MySpace Star." MySpace Star was simply parodying that early vehicle of social media. It's now, of course, so dated. Hence, my live line of the song now includes "Facebook Star, Twitter Me, Twitter Me." It's funny, but some people actually read "MySpace Star" completely wrong and were mightily disappointed when told that my bitter take. Why the fuck anyone would write that straight? I don't know. He says, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, good call." Fantastic, So JD. thanks very much to him, and yeah. uh, I'd recommend the, the album that's from, which is called uh, J.D. Meatyard, by J.D. Meatyard. Uh, 16 songs, all brilliant, Last, uh, including a song, Olive Tree, about Palestine, which needs to be heard. Brilliant. And you can get that from www.myspace.com slash J.D. Meatyard. Wow. Well, well, I don't know. You can probably get it from other places. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got loads of good stuff coming up. Uh, I'm just looking down the list of songs that are playing. Some very exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm particularly looking forward to the 1972 very obscure heavy metal song. Yeah. Definitely worth watching out for. That was a real surprise when I saw that. Other day, yeah. That's not you. No. I assume that was you. No, no, no. Well, I, I, just, I just cannot wait. Let's get on with the show, shall we? Right, well, we're going to start tonight with uh, a song called Pokemon City Limits, which is by the band Unsinned. And I came to this band um, having visited the Sound It Out Records store in Stockton on Tees. Uh, and they, and when I left, they gave me this uh, magazine, it was like a local music rag, I suppose, uh, called NARC, N-A-R-C. NARC. And I don't know what NARC stands for. Um, anyway, on that, one of those funny little black and white things that you put your phone over and you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it was for a compilation. 
Um, and there was a song on there which was called Sweet and Tender Julian, which I really liked, and I and looked up the band, found that they had this album out which is called Anesthesiology, and the opening track is called Pokemon City Limits, um, and it goes like this. Chelsea's only memory of me and her grandfather was Christmas 91 at a pub in Denby Dale. Going through the motions of an early family trip Distracted by a Game Boy chewing on her bottom lip She couldn't comprehend the nature of their stay And in his youth he'd been formidable But the sickness left him skeletal and frail As the grown-ups buried hatchets did their best to make their peace Chelsea was oblivious Blissfully at ease Until the old man started ranting About the modern Hessel time And as the fire in his belly rose It captured her attention for the first and only time And he looked at her and he gave her some advice And it stuck with her It was simple and precise He told her never trust a Tory They'll betray you when it matters They will scramble to the top And then they'll kick away the ladder And he never trust a Tory Make sure you look the bastard in the eye. 
was uh, Pokemon City of Limits by Unsend, and um, I was really pleased that uh, when I contacted Nathan from the band, he agreed to answer our ridiculous questions. Unfortunately, he was too busy to do it live, um, but I promised him that uh, I would ask Rebel Ricket, Master of Voices, um, to read his answers, and they are quite full answers, mm. in the appropriate regional accent, that being that of Durham. Mm. So we'll come to that in a moment. But before we do that, one of the questions I did ask him was, what does UNSIND mean? Because you often see it written in capital, so I thought it must be an acronym of some sort. And it is. Uh, he told, and he told me in his interview what it means. But I thought I'd ask you boys to have a, have a guess. So you've got O-N-S-I-N-D, uh, right. which is the original name yeah. of the band, was that as a phrase? The whole thing. The whole Six-word phrase. Yeah. Right. So have you got any suggestions yeah, what yeah. that band might have been yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, got one here. Um, uh, one never seen, indeed dead. Okay. That's, 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 that doesn't have an N in it. No. Oh, hold on. Never. One, one never seen, mm. yeah. indeed dead. Oh right, hold on, I got that wrong. Yeah. Unless you get you count the end in the indeed. No, yeah, you probably don't. Oh, yeah, well, well okay. actually, forget. Can I just say forget mine. Called that. Yeah. yeah, For lots of reasons. Yeah. Forget mine actually, yeah. because I'm missing an end. Um, and any and anybody uh, from the area of Merseyside who was offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and, and, and to the family of the late Evelyn Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> I should say that the, the interview is, is really detailed, lots of really interesting facts about the band. Thanks to him for that. We'll put it up on the blog as mm. soon as we can. Excellent. Uh, uh, excellent song as well. Um, before that, no, after that, after we that. heard... Uh, uh, Taco Cat. Yes, we did. Uh, from the album NMD, which I've got here somewhere. Just hang on a minute. Uh, uh, but yeah. And uh, yeah, what did you, what did you think uh, about that? Abs- that was magic. Great song. Magic. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's about menstruation is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, women seem so miffed off when they're going through that period of period, and, <laughs> and yet. They're having a great time. <laughs> Make it sound like such fun. Some fantastic euphemisms ah. uh, for what's going on. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the title itself, because we haven't said over here, it's called Crimson Wave. Crimson Wave, yeah. Riding yeah. the so Crimson the, Wave. The crimson Wave, yes. Yeah. Um, we also, I think they mentioned riding... Uh, no, the communists have invaded the summer house. So yeah. 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 Well, you say uh, Liverpool are playing at home, having the decorators in. Ah, painters it, yeah. Aunt Flo and cousin Red. Are you, you, sh- you should say that in, in the in the interests of uh, um, balance that you, you've got these. You asked some women for these, didn't you? I did, yeah. These I, aren't ones we've come up with ourselves. No, no, no. I asked women uh, who I know who are women. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. females. Well, I think we understand. Yeah. Yeah, female women. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Aunt Flo and, and cousin Red are visiting, uh, having the painters in, riding the cotton. Riding the cotton pony, which I thought was rather good. Uh, Pol Pot panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. good. And, uh, so th- thanks to those women. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. Well, Taco Cat, you know, yeah. is there anything about the name of the band? Oh, I thought I'm the least literary here, I Abba, well done. Mm. Abba, in fact, uh, on the p- subject of palindromes, Abba, the only band to have had, to, with a, who have a palindromic name, and also they had a top ten hit with a palindromic song. Did they? Yeah. I'll, le- I'll leave that one with you. Any other palindromic band names? No. Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bob. Is that a band name? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a band yeah. called Bob. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh.
So it's this weird sensation when you get into music uh, and you become aware of the, the, the prehistory of your musical heritage. Uh, and when I was a nipper, uh, there was a concept room called Jimi Hendrix. And I didn't know who that was. Didn't know what he, what he, if even it was a he. Just what it was. I had no idea. Uh, and then when I actually discovered some Jimi Hendrix... It was unbelievably exciting because, actually, it was really good. Particularly the song Fire, mm. I seem to remember being turned on by. <laughs> uh, so, Move over, Rover. Indeed. And, and that sort of rush of excitement, it, it sort of leaves you, doesn't it, over the years. Uh, and then, just recently, uh, well, the, the thing about Jimi Hendrix was, not only was it great, but it was great because he could actually sing really soulful voice, and it was danceable, and it had, it had all the elements of, of great entertainment and great music. And when I was watching that fairly drab for Glastonbury, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I don't watch that. No. I, didn't, I tried not to watch too much, but the, but the parquet courts were on, so I thought I'd give it a bit of a word. We, like we do. And um, I just accidentally flipped over to a band called Vintage Trouble. Yeah. Uh, and they were playing a song called Blues Hand Me Down. And I got that rush of excitement that I got when I heard Jimi Hendrix, because it had all those elements in it. So... I'm going to share it with you tonight, listener. Here's Vintage Straw with Blues Hand Me Down. Do 
facts Wake up for recovery Stop man casino Unpleasant commissions, please Man Casino, Airport 5, of course, a short-lived Robert Pollard, Tobin Sprout collaboration, gave rise, uh, sort of around 2001, 2002, gave rise to two albums, um, Tower in the Fountain of Sparks. So just a couple of months then they were together? Well, they, <laughs> just, week, two, two of them. I mean, it was during, Guided by Voice was still going at the time, yeah. um, so it was a little offshoot thing that they did, you know. On their own, or did this. Tower of the Fountains Sparks is the album that you've got in your hand there. Tower of Tower of the Fountains in Sparks. Tower in the Fountain of Sparks, and uh, also the, the, other, the other album is Life Starts Here. Both, I would say, are essential. I, I think if I was pushed, I would say this is my favourite Robert Pollard offshoot band. Um, both albums are fantastic. There's a single as well. Um, this was a single, Stuff Man Casino, uh, backed by Peroxide. Brilliant stuff. I, I have a theory, which mm. I've said to you before, and I'm going to say it again. I think that Pollard's side projects make be- better records than Guided by Voices. Mm. You're wrong. You've played me a lot voice. of their stuff <laughs> over the years, and obviously you've got your ongoing uh, Daily Double Standards uh, blog as Thank well. Thank you for mentioning that, yes. Uh, which I listen to when I get a chance. And 
Um, you know, I'm a big fan of um, Airport 5. I've mean, played me stuff by them before, and I like it a lot. Boston Spaceships are great. Yeah. Circus Devils are great. Yes. And, and you know my personal favourites. Lifeguards. The lifeguards. Mm. Uh, oh, what's uh, Tommy yeah. Steele, the Steele Brothers? Is not, Steel not Brothers? Tommy Steele. Tommy Steele? Is he a kind of voice? Half a six for Tommy Keen, the Keen brothers. Keen I brothers, love yeah. stuff by them. That's one album. Is the one album. Yeah, mm. he's got a point. I'm, I'm behind this Sharif or theory. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I do like this offshoot particularly. I think that I really like it. It's a very reduced sound. I think the guitar sound. I have another theory about about Stifled Man Casino, which, as I say, is absolutely great song. Really, really love it. I have a feeling theory about what the lyrics are about. Oh, do you? Oh, that'd be interesting because I've no idea. Good luck with that one. It's a song about a man who is some kind of um, repairman who gets asked to go up a roof, go up a ladder, to fix some tiles. And it's an icy weather day, Mm. uh, it's a snowy day, and he falls and he gets injured. That's what I think this song is about. And I will explain to you why. You know, the repeated bit about the stifled man... It's a theory too far. In a bed of... Bland facts. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to the bits. Mm. Unpleasant commissions. Mm. So he's been asked, he's been given this job of going up on the roof. It's a snowy day, he doesn't want to go. Turn it off, avalanche man. Okay, yeah. That's 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 bit. And down comes the roofer. Yeah. Ah! Down comes the roofer. So it's snowing. He's saying, turn it off, avalanche man. He's got the job there. Stop, Mm. make the snow stop. Mm. Down comes the roofer. No one gets the brakes. That's the brakes, baby. He's broken his leg. Uh, He's possibly broken both his uh, legs. Okay? He's getting a bit dizzy because he's passing out from the pain. Street lights blurring, speech patterns slurred, mm. passed out on apartment complex lawns. Well, on the ground. He's, on the, he's passed on the out ground. on the ground. He's passed you out may, from the pain. You may have broken the code. Of his two broken legs. Right, you've just got about a thousand and a half other codes to break now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now can I say something to you, Mr Kickravel? You can, yeah. Because I think it's fair to say that you might be the foremost obsessive of Gallagher Voices in the world. Certainly in, in Liverpool. In this room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd go further than that. Yeah, I, would, no. I would go further than that. And so I was shocked, yeah. frankly shocked, oh. when I looked for a review of the Airport 5 staff from my casino, oh, yeah. and I stumbled upon it. Have you seen this? No. The Robot's Guide to Gallagher Voices. No. No? no, no. What's this? A blog, and I, I kid you not. I kid no. you not. Right, okay. Yeah. This is what the blog is, right? Yeah. He probably says, wrote it. <laughs> I, I wonder. I do wonder. <laughs> is that in an attempt to create the ultimate Robert Pollard playlist? No. I, the Rock Robot, remember the name. <laughs> He's your competition. Kicker Rose, the Rock Robot. So, fucking hate that Rock oh, Robot. Oh yes. Mm. Go through all the related releases, all related kind of voices, Robert Pollard, Solar, etc., mm. and review every single one mm, of them. Yeah, I hope that new fans of GBV, probably like you, uh, will find this a handy <laughs> guide. <laughs> a handy guide. This project was started on December twelfth, two thousand and five, and should go on until all Robert releases are covered. Yeah. So, it's a very long time then. He's been at it a while. And plus, he's, he'd, do, he'd have a job just to keep up with the ones that are coming know, out currently, wouldn't he? I know. So, yeah, so, <laughs> is it actually still alive, this site? Yes, it is still alive. It is still alive. And interestingly enough, in 2005, he's got about 60 posts, you know, reviewing different stuff. In 2005, he's got two. In 2014, he's got two. Yeah. He's running out of it's puff. <laughs> But he's, no. he hasn't run out of songs to do, he's just running Oh out. no. Can I just say, Gold Star? Yes, well, indeed. Gold Star but, but I've got to say, the, the review for Staff of My Casino was no more than a sentence. No, okay. <laughs> so, did you know, like it? I thought it was fantastic. It reminded me of London's Burning. <laughs> 
London's burning by the clash or London's burning the no the, the children's yeah yeah no. catch the engine catch the engine fire 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 that one I know the one yeah 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, and I don't know where you, my my frustration is where would you start it. Because obviously, you know, it's Staple Man Casino. Mm-hmm. That, and that goes round and round. And at one point they actually do that, where someone starts the, the, the circular riff, and then someone else joins in after the first line. Yeah. Okay. Should we try it now? Yeah. Well, I've got a better idea. In fact, I've got a little treat for you, Mr Kicker, my, my wizard chum. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I've brought along a little surprise song for you. Okay. These bicycles are standing still But a voice is telling us we're going up a hill And it's an uphill battle We stop in the saddle But here at our own free will Oh Where all the real slim shady now And there's no way to cheat Way out of it And the voice is so, so positive And we are all so formative In our years And our ends will meet Oh
Well, that was uh, a lovely surprise, Chirito. Thank you very much. A, a song that mentions Guided by Voices not once, but twice. In the chorus, in fact. In the, in chorus. the chorus. Well, I, there I was. I was listening to this album. It's uh, by a band called Making Marks on Fika or Fika uh, Records. Uh, the album's called A Thousand Half Truths. And I was just listening to that. 500 Truths. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, uh, or the equivalent to 500 mm. Truths. Yeah. Um, Hold on, no, no. A thousand half truths. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not five hundred. Why? Because they're all half truths. A yeah. thousand of them. Yeah. Are just half truths. Yeah, but if you get your two half truths, there's five hundred truths. That's what I just said. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the equivalent to five hundred truths. Yeah. I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of convert. Or two thousand quarter truths. Anyway, so there I was listening to the album, and uh, I noticed as I was listening to the album, there were quite a lot of references to other song titles. Or other lyrics in in there, and then lo and behold, track number five, like spinning. There's the chorus, and they're saying guided by voices. And of I course, thought, they are. Maybe. Big fans, big fans, are they? Well, I, I had to email them, didn't I, Did to you? find out? Uh, and I told them, I told them about our podcast, and I told them that you were the you know obsessed mm. with guided That's by voices, and, and that you would want to know. I was <laughs> whether this was a deliberate, or maybe it was just accidental. Maybe you never heard of guided by yeah. voices. Uh, anyway, I got a reply from Ola from the band. They're from Nor- Norway, mm. uh, and he said uh, it's great to know that someone actually picks up on all the references. Although you definitely have many more to spot. I'll come back to that later on. Mm. I'll come back to that later on. The phrase "guided by voices" is indeed meant as a tip of the hat to the band. Fantastic. But it's also a very evocative phrase all on its own. Too. Yeah. Uh, and then he talks a little bit about the song. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, he. he, he it's called like spinning. I didn't imagine this because he talks about bike riding bikes in there and going up hills and things like that. It was actually conceived during his first and last ever spinning class. <laughs> uh, it's meant to be a sort of meditation on the absurdities and beautiful ugliness of modern life. Mm. Sweating away doing manual labour in gyms for no apparent reason other than to stay in shape. Mm. It's certainly very different from how all our ancestors spent their time and their calories. And one of the most disturbing parts of the spinning class, other than all the shouting was the instructor's insistence that we, we were actually out cycling in the real world, going places, <laughs> t- telling us to imagine topography and scenery. It was really bizarre, but obviously useful to stay in shape, which is important, of course, so I suppose uh, it says something about our society and our time. Mm. I never went back. But, uh, but uh, anyway, thanks, thanks for that reply, Ola. Yeah, um, uh, I should give a little plug there. They are touring uh, UK. They are supporting Allo Darling in Ooh, October. Yeah, so um, I, 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 we might try and get along to see them when they play Manchester. Um, uh, but I've got a little challenge for you then, because yeah. he mentioned in the in the email yeah. I sent him. Not only did I say about the guided voices, I said about a few other references mm-hmm. that I'd noticed, mm. and. Uh, he, he said, yes, you've got some there, but you've got, you haven't got them all, so I'm going to set a little challenge to you. I'll lend you this CD. and then okay. I'll, So throw out all the songs. And, and, and let's see who can get the most. So what is, what is it we're after? Song titles or band names? Or Eva. Both? Mm. In that Eva. Part, I heard Slim Shady and I also heard titles of a Beatles record, which I can't remember. We can work it out. We can work it yeah, out. There you go. So there's three just yeah. in that song. Yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. I like the challenge. We'll be back. Well, well actually, if we're saying goodbye, all that. It's Spanish, it? For hello. Oh, shit. A friend of mine has a theory that all males go through a heavy metal phase. Well, not me. And that's not me trying to be retrospectively cool. 
I was just turned off the whole genre of uh, heavy metal and rock uh, early on uh, when I was at school. When it came to music in the mid-80s, there were two warring factions at my school. There was me and my mates who liked groups like the Smiths and Cocteau Twins and U2 and The Cure and The House Martins. And then there were the, the metalheads who were into ACDC, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Kiss, Scorpions Ugh. and shit like that. We used to look at their album covers with Bon Jovi in Europe and we'd say to them, look at that singer with his ridiculous big hair and makeup. What a big puff. Mm. And then they would look at our album covers of The Cure and say, look at that singer with his ridiculous big hair and makeup. What a big puff. <laughs> Apologies for the language there. They were less enlightened times. <laughs> but us indie Mindy kids, we went back in time uh, and having listened to that music, and we got into the music that we'd heard Morrissey and Bono and people like that talking about in interviews, the music that had inspired them. Stuff like The Clash and Joy Division and The Ramones and The Stooges. Meanwhile, the metal kids were doing the same, and they started going on about these bands with ridiculous names, like Moby Grape, Jeffro Tull, Led Zeppelin. With the exception of Stairway to Heaven, I managed to successfully avoid hearing any Led Zeppelin tunes until I was well into my 20s. But then, when I did actually give it a proper listen, I realised some of it was actually quite good. Fast forward to 2014, and some of these musical, musical prejudices are still with me. Anybody unfortunate enough to have heard a previous podcast will know my opinions on prog rock. <laughs> podcast 16, appropriately the Halloween special, when Kicker launched a musical dirty protest by playing a Genesis track, <laughs> metaphorically smearing the poor listener's ears with shit. <laughs> so, when I bought a, an issue of Mojo a few months ago, with Robert Plant on the cover, and a free CD entitled Heavy Nuggets Free, 15 <laughs> Nuggets from the Hard Rock Underground, I read the mag, as I usually do, but noticing that the first track on the CD was by another of those ridiculously named bands that the Metal Kids used to go on about, Atomic Rooster, I put the CD away in the glove compartment without listening to it at all. But then, a couple of months later, I noticed it languishing there, unloved, and I decided to give it a spin. You know what? Some of it was actually alright. <laughs> the more heavy bluesy stuff, I'm still not too keen on, but some tracks, like Welcome to the Void by Morgan is the kind of psychedelic rock much loved by the wizard sitting right next to me here, Mr mm. Kicker. And other tracks, actually, surprisingly, have quite a bit of a groove to them. Keep On by the heavily mustachioed Bang, and the track that I'm about to play. This is by a band called Bullet, which Google tells me was actually the guitarist John Ducan and the drummer Paul Hammond from the aforementioned Bet Noir, Atomic Rooster, no less. The lyrics on the verses are kind of interesting and seem to be a random list of words a la come together, I am the walrus kind of thing. But I really think these guys missed a trick by not having an instrumental section in the song. If there had been, I reckon this tra track would have made a great loop for sampling by someone like DJ Shadow. Anyway, this is Bullet with the orchestrator. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
interesting uh, hearing this track because it's not a track I knew. And I thought, well, as always, uh, Chirito's gone around and found some obscure current music. And I thought, well, this, oh. this, this sounds really good. I really like yeah. this. So I thought, I'm going to find out a bit about this band. So, uh, of course, I... Went on Bandcamp, did you? Went on Bandcamp, <laughs> no, not there. Yeah. Not there. No. So I googled the band name and I thought, this is... <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? I found the band with the same name that's, that's related to Atomic yeah. Rooster and Deep Purple. Yeah. He'll be killing himself. <laughs> it's that band! It's yeah. that band! Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it's good. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. It rattles on, doesn't it? Yeah. Thing is, I mean, yeah, but is that heavy metal? No. I, that's not heavy metal. I don't think so. It's, it's no. just rock music, isn't yeah, it? It's clinching old crap that, that, that I'm used to It's 70s calling. rock, isn't it? But it's, it's 70s rock. Yeah. But it's yeah. more interesting. But it is the kind of thing that I would normally give a wide berth to although I think there's enough interesting noises in it yes it's, yeah. not, it's not straight ahead rock is it there's something a little bit but, odd about but, it but uh, you know um, you know with the exception with a couple of exceptions uh, like The Who but generally speaking the early 70s is not in my opinion it's not a great time for mm. music mm. Um, or certainly not for, for white mm. white person's music mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. entirely convinced by that I think there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on Probably a bit like this. Yeah. I think that's great. If you like your your hard rock with a blues edge, as obviously clear from my earlier selection, I do. Yeah, yeah, that works. By the way, I mean there is this confusion of who this band actually are because I, I was looking around uh, and iPhone bullet the band. Yeah, uh, and I think it's this band yeah. uh, with the bass player John Gustafsson. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's interviewed here in Let It Rock, uh, and and the the question was, was there really a band called Bullet? <laughs> Uh, and with the same line that that's just one single, wasn't it? They did or something. Yeah, they only did one record. It's Gustav. It's co-written by a guy called Gustav. Right, so yeah. it's the same guy. Yeah, they were also known as Demon. I yeah, think they, I think they, they they were they were in Atomic Rooster, and then some of these guys formed a new band, and they were briefly known as Bullet, but then they changed their name. To Are Demon. you sure they were called Demon? Demon, because we, because the demon way that, with, with AE, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? That's not Demon. That's de- I can't even Damon. It's, no, it's demon. demon. Right, yeah. he he said, <laughs> is it? Yeah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Bullet was the first name for, of hard stuff. Mm. We had to change it because band, it? hard stuff. Yeah. yeah, we had to change it because an American band of the same name, mm. Day Demon, as far as I know, is hard stuff. Well, uh, he gets confused here. Is hard stuff and is something to do with John Can. I have nothing to do with it. Right, mm. it's cute. So that's that's the that's the guy you mentioned in the band before. What we need is what one of them Pete Frame family rock family. Yeah, he's don't rock family tree, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Who the hell these people are? Well, hell of a find though. And, yeah. and well, it's given away not... given away free on the front cover of a popular monthly magazine, so I didn't have to dig. Well, well, what did you make of uh, Atomic Rooster? Uh, I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember. I do remember there being quite a few songs on this that I listened to thirty seconds of, and I went, "No." Isn't Keith Emerson's going to do with Atomic Rooster? No idea. One of no the, one of you're asking guys. the wrong person. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think about it. Yeah, for, for, for lack of information, for ignorance. Come here. Yeah, come here, all the time. In the next instalment of our highly popular Wizards Talking to Real Rock Stars feature, we're very pleased to welcome to the show Darren Riley, better known as Ballard. Hello, Ballard. Hello. Hello. Now, we're, we're going to play your song, uh, Build, Break, Repeat. Mm. Um, was this inspired by a washing machine or what? Or Lego? Not Lego. No, good, good. I like the way you're thinking there, but no, it was more about a washing machine, if anything. Right. Yeah, and any manufactured goods that is uh, designed to break. <laughs> right, okay. Which is quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. it's Okay, so well, so there you have it. This is the the, the man behind the sound of Young Lancashire, uh, or at least his disembodied voice. And so it's time for us to now hear "Bill Break Repeat" by Ballard. Mm-hmm. 
that was Cambodian Space Project with Dance Twist. But Dance before twist. all that, of course, we had uh, the great Ballard. The mighty Boltonian Ballard. And uh, you heard a very small excerpt from the, the interview that he very kindly gave us. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. You, yeah, give it to us, didn't you? Well, all three uh, of us in the end. It, all three yeah. of us in the end. And it was very interesting and great fun talking to him. And But he went on a bit. So oh, and we, so did we, to be fair. Yeah. So we can't, we can't, you can't line up twenty questions and expect to get it done. No, that's, that's true. So, so um, because it's all worth hearing, we're going to do a separate pod, mm. uh, a pod special, Ballard pod, pod, a Ballard special, special yeah. not before time, and uh, that'll be released ASAP, and we'll get it on our website, and you need to look out for that. Absolutely, yeah, and, and uh, yes. Uh, Cambodian did, Space Project. Did you mention yeah. it was the Cambodian Space Project? I did. What a track that, that was, was a great that. song. Yes, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We were grooving to that, weren't we, as he was playing? We were. Yeah, we, we were. were. I'd, I'd, I'd moves there, weren't yeah. we? Why, why do you feel the need, and I felt the need as well, to, to clip your fingers like a, 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 a V yes. and, and run them in front of your eyes <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah. It just yeah. has to be yeah. done. Yeah. It's that kind of, sort of 60s, late 60s garage Kitch. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Out of tragedy comes great art. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I say that <laughs> because they're from Cambodia. Yeah, from Cambodia, and and very much out of the wreckage of the Khmer Rouge yes. era. Um, and I mean, I think they're they're deliberately trying to replicate the sound of Cambodia prior to all that. Yes, well, yes, yeah, I see. Yeah. Well, because there there was um, uh, uh, you, you know Dengue Fever, which yeah. is a, they're an LA band, but yes, they have a, they, they have a Cambodian singer, yeah. and they make music that sounds very similar to that. And they've done uh, some compilation albums of sort of rare. 60s Cambodian music yeah. from the pre-Pol Pot era, era. So, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's it's a lot of it sounds a lot like that mm. or like Dengue Fever and it, and it, which is no bad thing um, the, I listened to the whole of that album yes, also, I and, and yeah. I, it is, I have to say that I love that song but I think a lot of the songs on the album honestly I'm reading better yeah, mm. yeah. Fab, mm. fabulous yeah. album isn't it's new in this year's album yes it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well but then there's a lot of new songs in there but the songs that as you say about, about capturing the art of early Cambodia mm. it is those pop songs that were popular at the time before Pol Pot came in and let's, right. let's remind ourselves Pol Pot came in mm. and wiped out culturally the, the Cambodia of the time and in prison and emerging pop music yeah it did he, yeah, he, he and, literally yeah. banned pop music and created fast food of course the, uh, the Pol Pot noodle too, is it too soon? No, no. Next, I'm going to play a song by LCD Sound System, uh, who are actually, a, a, you know, a well-known band that I'm sure uh, many you, many people will have heard before. I got them very confused. Uh, quite a few years ago, I heard a song by LCD Sound System, which was kind of a list song. Uh, and it kind of went um, nicotine, marijuana, ecstasy... Uh, yeah, and and um, I, I, I thought it was alright, it sounds a bit like, you know, Food Fighters kind of thing, it's alright, but I don't think LCD sound system are for me. Uh, and then, well, recently on Film 4, they were shown a documentary called Shut Up and Play the Hits, and it said this is the, the, the final ever gig for LCD sound system. And um, uh, they it, it, it played Madison Square Garden, it's a documentary about them doing that, I thought I'll watch that. So I watched it. And uh, as soon as they started the first bit of music, I realised that this... I don't think this is the same band. Uh, and, and I've realised now what, what I made a mistake was... Uh, was um, I thought that their song... That's, that song I was just saying, that's, that's actually by Queens of the Stone yeah. Age. And whenever I saw LCD Sound System, or people mentioned LCD Sound System, I thought, oh, they're that grunge band. I don't really like them that much. Uh, but they're actually nothing like that. They yeah. don't sound anything like that. So um, I've been thinking they were Queens of the Stone Age. Mm. 
but they're not. No. So, but they have two list songs. So they have a list song as well, no. "Losing My Edge," which I think came out around the around the same time. And I thought that was by Queens of the Stone Age. Ah. Um, a whole, whole load of Queens of the Stone Age albums you don't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, didn't go that far. Didn't go that far. Anyway, this is the song, uh, the first song off their album, Sound of Silver.
Right, art techno, that, I think. Giorgio Moroder-esque with guitars. And the vocals, I thought, could have been Brian Eno. Well, yeah, with a very... Um, you know well, that Secret, Secret well, Life of Arabia kind of thing by yeah. David Bowie off the Heroes yeah. Below or whichever album that's yeah. off. Yeah, yeah very, very David Bowie. Bowie. But also uh, Brian Eno's own vocals as well, I think. Yeah. If you, if you know, mm. uh, what's it called? Uh, the Warm Jets album. Something. Welcome to the Warm Jets. Is it Welcome to the Warm Jets? Probably not, yeah. to be fair. Well, the, the band I was reminded of most of all when I watched this live film was... was I'm, I'm sorry, can I just stop you there? Yeah. Because I'm not sure that we, we, we need to know what bands you think this sounds like because they could be completely... Well, talking, talking Heads, Talking Heads, are they... Are they, you aware of Talking Heads? They're, they're, those, uh, they're those Australian <laughs> rockers, right? <laughs> <laughs> talking talk yeah. Heads. Wait, yeah. before you go, go, that's yeah, them. Yeah, that's them, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Talking Heads, the, the New York art punk guys. Yes, yeah. those yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. I've got the right band there, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, they, they remind me of that. That's, you know, Ezimbra, the opening yes. track of one of their yes, albums. Yes, so that fair, sounds a bit like that. Music, the yeah. bass line, you were singing Two Tribes by Frank Two Tribes, yeah. Uh, it also sounds a bit like um, Robots by Kraftwerk. Yes, yes I think it's a very similar bass line, doesn't it? It's a great sound, isn't it? And it is, yeah. so It's a good album, that. There's a song on it, All My Friends. Do you know that song? That's a, that's a Kill Your song. Friends. I thought it was All My Friends. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not sure. Can I, can I make a point about it? it? Yeah, I didn't like it. Did you? Yeah, know? I didn't like it at all. No, uh, no. no. Do you know? Too modern for you. No, no, not blues, blues, <laughs> blues rock. I mean, <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Uh. Although, no, you you sense a bit of defensiveness in my voice that goes <laughs> in there. I, I don't. I think the whole jury's out on this. Is it DJ set? I saw that though Glastonbury again. And um, I, I, I was watching it. You and watch it. I shouldn't watch it. And there was a, a, a DJ set, uh, and it seemed to consist of two old men stood in front of a well, not even a record player, sort of a CD player. They stood there, and you know that sort of music was going on, mm. uh, and <laughs> it was tedious. And I think what are they doing? They sort of they looked embarrassed to be on the stage. Didn't you think that was a, 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 a well, good the, 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 groove going there with interesting sounds going off? Isn't the no, yeah. no. There's, there's a, bit, there's a bit through it where where there's there's, there's a, sort of a bit that comes in on the fourth beat of the riff, which is very interesting and, and kind of throws you off kilter a bit. I personally think on, the, on that album, the the percussion is is fantastic. Whoever's done the program, I'm guessing it's the main guy, James. What's it, whatever his name is, uh, is is done all this program of percussion. It's it's amazing. Mm. And then the vocals, you, you know, the, it's mm. not a DJ set, is it? Because there's vocals on it. Yeah, right, so to be honest, yeah. I didn't notice the vocals. Oh, so okay. I, I do yeah. wonder. <laughs> what point did you stop listening? Were you listening to an <laughs> instrumental track by Queen's Queen's of Stone? Stone. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1990s, when Britpop was all ablaze, uh, there was one band that did very well, but really didn't fit in. They're always a bit too off-kilter and weird. Uh, that's the band Space, uh, fronted by Tommy... Scott. Yes, Tommy Scott. I thought they were from Liverpool. No, no, not... That's his yeah, name, okay, not his nationality. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, you had this band, Space... But they did incredibly well. They rolled the chart for two years. Uh, duet with Keris Matthews, yeah. which was very much a high point. Tom Jones, Tom Jones. Indeed, yeah. indeed. And uh, yet, at the same time, after that, they seemed to disappear somewhat. Uh, and and reading the, the sort of tragic story on, on their website about delayed releases and troubles with legal, uh, you know, releasing records and all that sort of stuff. And it's they sort of ended with a whimper in 2005. And, and sadly, the, the drummer passed away as well. So it's sort of a tragic tale. So it was with delight that I saw on eMusic uh, a new release from Space uh, the other week. And so they're back in a very big way. Uh, and 
typically with, with Tommy's, um, you've got to say, warped imagination. There's some very strange uh, songs on the album, but none stranger than this. Attack of the Mutant 50-Foot Kebab. No bar 
showed his teeth, then it bared his heart. Now you see that little dog, he runs right to me when I call. Alright, now say, a broken melody. Pray, your trouble's home to me. Now you can tell me anything at all Now there's a girl who brings me tea Every day at half past three And sometimes she'll hang around other times she won't And there's a story that's often told About a man who turns to gold Listen, I've heard that story too People love to talk Play it, sing A broken melody Bring all your troubles home to me Anything song was called uh, Tell Me Anything by one of our trustworthy podcast favourites, Chuck Prophet, and uh, it's from the LP Night Suffer that's going to be released in the next few weeks, I believe. As, September we And Chuck yeah, will I be so. touring the UK in November. We've got tickets, and we're all going to see him in Manchester. Fantastic. Institute. Get yourself along there, you will not be disappointed. Mm. But before that, we heard Space, as we mentioned before. Mm. What do you think of that, boys? Great return to film. I yeah. thought I was not going to return to film. They've just returned, actually. Yeah. Um, yes. I saw that Tommy Scott, actually, earlier in the year. He, he played... Was it this year? Yeah, it was this year. Played at the uh, the Viper 100 Oh, that thing, thing yes. Oh, really? he, he turned up at that at the end and uh, sang a couple of songs. He was in Gavang. He did Female of the Species and uh, something else that I recognise, but I can't remember. So good to see that the, the band's back together. That's good sound, yeah. Exciting project, I think. Mm. Mm. Is the whole album about mutant... No, strangely enough, you right. think it would be with, it, with that being the title, but no, it's a, it's a, another exploration of Tommy's very strange view of the planet. Uh, it, he's yeah. a genuine artist, isn't he? I don't understand how he comes up with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have to say, well, I remember that that first single, Neighbourhood. You know, and mm. I, I remember mm. seeing them on the telly performing that uh, and thinking, "Wow, this is something else. This is like, uh, you know." Uh, um, it was a kind of kinksy song mm. about this crazy kooky neighbourhood that he lived in with a scar beat. And then they had the, the female species and the, and the ballad of Tom Jones. And you said that. And the thing I quite, which I also quite liked, I bought those singles, but uh, but I um, I was disappointed that the, what happened to the scar. The first mm. single was a mm. scar thing. I never got round to buying any of their albums, so I don't know if they, they had mm. more of a scar thing on their on their albums. And mm. I don't know, but it was good to hear them going back to the sort of reggae thing. Cause yeah. Uh, you know, that was, what, was an absolutely magnificent title. 
<laughs> it sounds like they're having a, a ball of a time playing that song. <laughs> yes. You know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Good to hear him back. And, yeah. and, and some other great songs on the Crown on the Webcam, I would strongly recommend that. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a Fall in Love well, Again. As a, as a thing to discuss. There's a thing, a thing to do. Act. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very emotional song. Mm. Uh, it's about breakup uh, and love and loss mm. uh, and about breaking up people on webcams, right. which I imagine is done more and more these days. Yeah. Now we have webcams to do that sort of thing. Oh. Mm. And Falling in Love Again is a brilliant song. I wish I could remember the words because it put me in mind of like an Ian Jury sort of thing, comparing love to all sorts of interesting and strange things. Yeah. And if I could remember what any of them were, that would be a much better... I see there's a song there called Day of the Dead as well, considering the sort of... Uh, the guest, list, guest List to Hell. Films. Guest List to Hell, I think, is a particularly good title. Yeah, yeah and, and what's that one? She's in love with a boy in a body bag. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there's a theme running there, isn't yeah, there? Now then, now then. <laughs> Kickers question time! Right, here we are again then. And uh, I asked you two questions last time round. One of the questions was about the Beatles. Actually, well, not so much about the Beatles, but about the fact that their song, uh, From Me to You, you. was number one in 1963, and it was under two minutes in length. Mm -hmm. And my question was, what was the next number one in the UK that was also under two minutes in length? Did you find out? I did not. No. No, 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 obviously, no, lots, no. obviously lots of older songs than that under a sub two minutes yeah. um, uh, it's, I, I was thinking early 60s Elvis Presley because one night is under two minutes uh, but I don't think that was a UK well I can tell you it was in 1980, oh, 1980. Right. so 17 years later uh, no that doesn't really help two tone how much too, too much too young too much too young yes. oh wow by the specials oh, yeah, yeah it was a nice one there, so. so we got that no, you didn't get that. No. Did you know, by the way, <laughs> yeah. on the subject of that, that QPR recently signed a guy called uh, Jordan Much from, from Cardiff. From Cardiff. Mm. We already have Richard Dunn. We already have a Korean lad called Yun Suk Young. So it is possible for a, a sequence of play to go done too much, much too much. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. Fantastic. That needs yeah. to be celebrated yeah. whenever it happens. Um, my second question was... Uh, Concerned Johnny Rotten, and my question was, what song did Johnny Rotten audition for the Pistols with? Do you know what? I knew this last last time. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Uh, is it Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> is Sweet Sixteen by Sam Cooke? <laughs> is it She's Sexy and Seventeen by the Stray Cats? It isn't. Do you know what it is? It's this.
was I'm 18 by Alice Cooper which he um, I didn't know the song title but I did know the, the artist and I know that he mimed to it on a jukebox in the sex record shop on the King's Road what was he wearing do you know he was wearing a, a Pink Floyd t-shirt which he had defaced and written I hate Pink Floyd on it yeah yes yeah. exactly right very good kudos to uh, Garbanzo there I think. yeah I think he's got a few points there. Yeah, actually while we're on, on the, uh, the theme of people getting things right um, we, as you as you know, we we put out a weekly popcorn double yes. feature, which is a, a, a very difficult link. Oh yes, yeah. musical times yeah. crossword. Yeah. Always have to say that. Some people have got them. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, put their names in lights. Well, here, the, well, I say people, one person, and in fact, potentially not a person, but. Um, Surely it must be a person. <laughs> An animal. <laughs> so I, I recently put up a, a, a one which had Chris Difford and alternative TV. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and uh, on Twitter, somebody, after a little bit of prompting, but not much, to be fair, uh, told, was able to tell us that uh, Chris Difford and Mark Perry out of Alternative TV went to the same school. Uh, oh. In fact, the same school That means as they went to the same school as Danny Baker. Baker. Yeah, Danny Baker, yeah, yeah that's Mark right. Perry, I knew Mark Perry and Danny Baker went to school. And school. that person on Twitter is, is 45 RPM, so well, presumably they're big single. Up, big up. Presumably they're single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so well done, man. Um, also, we should say because I, I was told off today. Actually, I saw our friend Texas Paul today. He said, uh, "By the way, I I got I can't remember what he got right. He got something right, didn't he? And, and he was yeah. banging on about well, it. So we got much to mention. Has he not got some weird piece of music for us to play in order to celebrate this fact? <laughs> he hasn't actually. Yeah. No, uh, but so, well done him though. Yeah, well, 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 well done, Texas. Well, yeah, well done, whatever it was. Good on him. Good yeah, on him. well done. Yeah. yeah, but there are lots of PDFs out there. Pre- post, uh, as as the kids are calling them, PDFs. PDFs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Post- and whilst we're on the subject, yeah. we should mention to uh, a big. Uh, I'm going to like to take my metaphorical hat off mm. to uh, Texas Paul ah. for recommending that gig with the. Growlers oh, yes. the other night. Yeah. Have a listen to our there a quality get... podcast and blog on that. There is, as a matter of fact, on, some on, on a website called trustwizards.com. Yeah, and lots of photographs as well now. Are lots there? of photographs oh, have I been seen. Yes, it's Te- an exclusive. Text all photos, all that. That's, now, a, that's a very we... exciting prospect for someone's watched that. Yeah. Before we get too carried away, yeah. it is time for the next. New questions, ne- new questions. Now, I'm going to keep it nice and simple. Yep. Okay. I've just finished reading a book which, you, uh, which I would highly recommend. Uh-huh. Not are you, are you not... going to lend it to us? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I read it in electronic form. Always. Oh, ah. uh, and it was David Byrne's book, How Music Works. Now that's interesting because I've just got that from, from the library. Oh, you haven't? I have, yeah. I haven't started it yet. I really uh, enjoyed but, it. But, I thought it was very interesting yeah. and uh, I've taken two questions from the book. So if you read that book... Teresa Garbanzo, you will be able to come back and tell well, us the answers. I, well, I got I go on a holiday tomorrow, and I've already packed uh, the book that I'm taking with me, which is "Here Comes Everybody" by James James Fernley from the Pogues. Ah, uh, well, that because so, the that the, may, may the or David may not, Byrne one's a bit heavy. They may it's or a hardback and it's heavy. That may or may not have the answers to these <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay. Can we get to the point? Yeah. So yes. yes, okay. So the two two talking heads based questions for us this time round. Okay. okay, you might know the answers anyway. So first of all, what is the name of the band David Byrne? Formed prior to Talking Heads. Okay, should be easy enough. And this is the one I particularly enjoyed. What animal noises can be heard on the Talking Heads track "Drugs"? Uh, next up, a man who takes his name from the Planet of the Apes, uh, Cornelius, whose real name is Kego Oyamada. Uh, he first came to my attention as a as a remixer. 
Um, and I had a couple of singles uh, by Beastie Boys and Manic Street Preachers where he uh, remixed their stuff. And he really caught my ear um, on the Manix Tsunami, which is uh, not definitely not one of my favourite ma- uh, singles by the Manic Street Preachers. But there were two remixes on that CD single, one by Stereolab and this one by Cornelius, which is just mind-bending. Uh, you definitely couldn't say that either of them phoned in their remixes. It's got incredible stereo effect, amazing drums, acoustic guitar, squidgy synth bass, a massive improvement on the original. I'll stick it on YouTube at some point on our blog. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, I, a little while after that, I picked up an album of his on the cheap sometime, and uh, it's grown to be an album that I listen to frequently and, and really treasure. It's called Phantasma, and this song is called Clash.
we just heard there the song Pneumonia by the band Fog, and that, which is basically a guy called Andrew Broder, uh, who, who's recently announced the, uh, the recording of the next Fog LP after the 2007 album Dither, Ditherer. Uh, there's been a bit of a hiatus there, and he's, uh, he's been doing this through Kickstarter or some sort. Right. And I'm very excited about this because I really love that album. That's the first Fog album called um, Fog. And uh, that's probably my favourite track from it. But all their albums are good. And they start, he started off, it's just him, and he's doing all these lo-fi songs with turntablism, is that the right yeah, term? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is going, it turntablism? Turntablism, yeah. Mm, yeah. Going, going on, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all over that shit. Yeah, yeah. all over that shit. And, uh, but, but then, then they, of course, they turned into a band for the, the last album, with a sort of a band yeah. effort, um, Didra, which is also fantastic, but in a very different way. I want to know, is that a kazoo in there, do you think? Is he playing a kazoo at all? I did wonder about that. It's, uh, it's, not it's the unusual. Bits. No, not the scratchy no, no. bits. No, no, the, the, the bits that sound like I thought, it, I thought it got <laughs> sooty in to, <laughs> do, <laughs> to do some singing. In fact, I, I thought it was great because at that point, there's a point where it's like, because it's, it's quite a dour vocal, shall we say. <laughs> uh, seems to be about a disease, perhaps. Pneumonia. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely better disease. And uh, and then, but he did he manages to sort of hey, call to arms, and then Sooty just launches into one. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Great, isn't it? yeah, you sure it's Sooty because Sooty doesn't make any sound at all. I think yeah. you might be thinking of Sweep. Yes. Oh, you're right. You so, yeah, are, I am yes. thinking of Sweep. Sooty, yeah. Sooty, it could be on that record. He may well be there, <laughs> but we wouldn't Back be able to hear it. No, it'd be, be one of the dancers, Sooty. Yeah. I think. Yeah, with yeah. Sue. Yeah, I think yeah at the side there, but I mean you know how some songs get you over difficult times. Yeah, yeah. I, well, straight. I was in Holland in Italy. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a difficult. Sounds time. awful. Yeah, yeah. awful. Sat, sat on the, the, the edge of Lake Garda, yeah. looking out in Peshawar, uh, looking out into the lake there. Beautiful, calm, and I was feeling terrible. Yeah, yeah it's too hot. <laughs> I had uh, mosquito bites seemingly from everywhere in my body, and you just think, God. You think I want to go on, mm. uh, and I put my earphones on, and this came on. <laughs> I thought it's quite good, isn't I it? Didn't push you over the edge. <laughs> it cheered me up no end. Did, music to get you through very difficult yeah, I, times. I think yeah. and I, I would say, you know, looking look into this Fog album if you're interested in that sort of thing. Well, we played one of those before, didn't we, on podcast number sixteen, the Halloween one, the one where you played the Genesis track. Oh, yeah. Probably why you've tried to put it out of your mind. Did we play the so- yeah, inflatable ape? Uh, of course, inflatable yes. Ape on the roof of that the Cardigan ship. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I have it on an EP it, called, it on? called Lost Leader. Sometimes anyway. it's difficult to remember. It's like it's a fog. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we before that was Cornelius. Oh, yes. And uh, the song uh, Clash or Crash. Well, well, yeah. It's Clash. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, the song's called Clash, but he definitely says Crash. Twice, yeah. yeah. The, uh, in, in every chorus. Crash. Except anyway. for the last one. Does it? Where it says Clash. Yes, but you wouldn't really know. Well, that, that's the joke. Because I have the translation from Japanese of the lyrics here, and I'd like to read oh, it to you, if, if I may. Please do. On that cold winter, because it's kind of like a joke lyric about the play on the word crash. You'll, you'll hear what I mean. Mm. On that cold winter day at that club, you and I met. It had been a long time. Playing on that stage, that skinny guy hitting his drum, banging his cymbal. Are you translating it into Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hitting his drum, banging his cymbal, crash. That's the first verse. Good, see? Yeah. So we're banging his cymbal, there's the crash. Do you want to do it the so, Second voice, second verse, sorry. A row of glasses sitting on the table. I choose one, I pick it up. As I lift it to my lips, I saw you. You looked into my eyes, I felt it slip away. Crash. Yeah. Okay. He definitely means crash, doesn't he? He definitely means I can, crash. I can yeah. feel the joke coming because I know the yeah. last line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now it's broken. My glass is in pieces. 
gather them together, melt them down with fire. Now I can make a little glass figure. It looked like somebody. Maybe Mick Jones. From the... Clash! <laughs> 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 he's, he's clever. He's clever. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I met my great showbiz pal, Davy Hammond, uh, in Showbizland last night. You know Showbizland, down Fameland, along Celebrity Boulevard. As you will all know, Davy is a late-night DJ on Leicester 107, and obviously a great pal. He said, hey, Rebel, what if the world was to end, and you were chosen to play the last three songs of all time? <laughs> what would they be? I said, obviously, I've never been in that situation, so I can only draw on the experience of flying. I'm a terrible flyer and still cannot believe that a massive metal object carrying 150 people and all their luggage can fly at 35,000 feet above the ground or perhaps even more. And not just, surely it was going to just drop out of the sky at any moment. The only way you can cope with that and indeed the end of the world is playing very loud music to, to enhance the whole experience. Uh, that was the logic I was going down. And I thought, well, OK, if the world's going to end, bring it on. To that end, I thought, well, A, I should play songs that I know. Also play songs that are very aggressive and angry to meet my violent death head on. Uh, here's a song I rarely get through uh, without fist pumping the sky. And in this situation, saying, yes, death, what have you got? Uh, I'm probably dancing naked in the street, uh, but it's time wailing at the meteorite exploding sun rocket or whatever it is that's going to take us all out. Embracing death while screaming, kiss my ass." It has to start with Ben Folds, one angry dwarf and 200 solemn faces. Are you? 
yes you will, yes you will You shouldn't push me around, cause I will, yes I will You will be sorry when I'm big, yes you will, yes you will You will be sorry Fantastic, that, obviously. Uh, nice and angry. Um, but the thing I want to tell you about this uh-huh. is that uh, I, I found my, my Ben Foles 5 record, which is the uh, Whatever in Our Men. Whatever yeah, in Our yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one I've got. And I noticed that it was next to my Fog albums. Uh-huh. Fog, who we've just played. So mm, yeah. well, that's quite interesting. You know, of, of all the possibilities here, we've got Fog and then Folds. And then next yeah. And, uh, and I looked at my, along my. I was thinking that's not next to B. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at. Would you put it under B? No. No. Anyway, and I was looking and I was wondering, oh, what sort of juxtapositions have we got here? And, and what I've called incongruous neighbours. Mm, okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna launch a challenge for you boys. Here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is my these are my most incongruous neighbours that I I noticed on the first look. It's on CD collections. Or CD. CD. It's a CD. CD. Filed alphabetically. Filed alphabetically, yeah, yeah. of course. And I've got John Coltrane mm-hmm. next to Alice Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I throw a challenge at you. Can you come back next time we come back with a more incongruous neighbour? I, I think I can. Right. Yeah. Already? Yeah, well, I can just think of some of the people I've got in my CD collection. That might. They have to be next yeah. to each other. They have to be next to each other, but I... I I think I've got Shaq, you know, the little yeah, yeah, yeah. vaguely psychedelic people next to Shaggy. Well, that is that is very <laughs> good. Oh, yeah. I've certainly good. got someone next to Shaggy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that poor <that> unfortunate. <laughs> well, let's offer it out there to the, to the listener as well. You can let yeah. us know about your incongruous neighbours. Incongruous neighbours. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Also, if you got, a, well, if you if you have, I once shared a flat with somebody, and she uh, filed her CDs. Ordered them according to the colours of the spine, <laughs> which she claimed was a really good way of filing her CDs because um, it made you listen to different things that you might not necessarily go to the same places in your collection. But I argued with her and said, "Well, yes, but if you can't, if you have a CD you really want to listen to, you can't, and you can't remember it. what you can't remember what colour the spine yeah. is. You can be searching for it all yeah. day." Yeah. And also, what would the order be? Would it rainbow? You know, Richard of York gave back a really red. I do green, remember there was a lot of red ones. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, but red, red next, so red, red's grouped. Red, well, well red's next. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, yeah. I imagine it went, you know, like when you have coloured pencils, do you not put them in a kind of order? She From yellow, yellow to orange to red. She was know. weird. Yeah. You, you were well right. But anyway, I want to know about unusual ways of filing your CDs or records. Good thinking. <laughs> so, 
So we're doing a charity uh, event, uh, which we thought we'd, you'd, we ought to tell you about. It's on the 29th of August. Uh, it's for John, what would have been John Peel's 75th birthday party. Uh, it's at the Casimir in Liverpool. And what's happening is we've got a few bands playing. Uh, mean Gene, Left Hand, Avenging Force are all playing. And we're DJing. We're going to be DJing all sort of John Peel-related tunes or tunes that we particularly associate with hearing on the John Peel show and it's all in aid of the charity Shelter. We're John also, K the Poet. John K, sorry, I forgot. John K the Poet is also on the bill. Yeah. Uh, and uh, come down to that. It's only three quid. Uh, so come along to that. It's a bank holiday weekend so you don't even have to go to work the next day. Oh, it's a Friday too. Friday so really, well, maybe you work Saturdays. I don't know. I wouldn't uh, <laughs> want to presume uh, anything. But uh, as well as that, we're also going to be on, that, on the same day, we're going to be publishing uh, our John Peel uh, special tribute podcast, which is uh, uh, us playing a load of songs that we remember hearing uh, from the, on the John Peel show, largely, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Uh, and we're going to close tonight's podcast mm. with a couple of songs. Yeah, a couple of songs, because as you say, Mean Gene, the band, uh, are playing, they're friends of ours, and uh, so we, get, we thought it would be only right and proper to play one of their songs, and in fact a fantastic song it is too, that needs to be released, because mm. as far as I'm aware it's still only available as a, as a demo uh, from their... The SoundCloud. Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, it's, it's yeah. not a record, yeah. It yeah. should be because it's, it's brilliant. It's called In Your Face. It's called In Your Face, and we're going to proceed that with uh, the band Spare Snare, who John Peel played a lot. Uh, it's their song, as a matter of fact, which I have on vinyl, which we can see a picture of on, on our uh, blog in a bit. Um, and um, Claire from Mean Jean was telling me that uh, she was really excited that Spare Snare were, were at one stage possibly going to play this event. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to. Um, and she was saying that as a matter of fact is her favourite song by them and that she was talking to the band uh, Mean Gene about covering it but decided they couldn't cover it because it was too perfect well here it is
Jesus or God or Christianity. I know words that you say to me don't always mean what they mean to me. Sometimes I'm all in your face, but you know that's not where I want to be. I think when I'm always breaking bones, it may be you want to run back home and see. Just reminded me about that song. The chorus is "You're difficult, I'm difficult, but at least I'm funny." Uh, I, I was playing that in my car recently, and uh, so Junior started kind of singing along with it in the Ooh. back, and uh, and he said something. I said I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of uh, "It's Daddy," uh, and and then uh, my wife, Mrs. Garbanzo, she said, uh, "You're not that difficult, and you're not at all funny." <laughs> <laughs> And we can vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone can. <laughs> well, that's all from tonight's Trust the Wizards podcast. It only remains to me to say goodbye to you, our listener, on this cold, windy evening. And that's goodbye from me, of course, Rebel Ricky. And goodbye from Mr. Kicker of Elves. Good night. And a good night from Mr. Sharitha Garbanzo. It's very delicious. Listen again next time. <laughs>